Hello and welcome to Your Story. I'm your host, Ron Murphy. Thanks for joining us for this first episode. If you're unfamiliar with it, which I'm sure a lot of you are, Your Story is an interactive radio drama podcast. What do I mean by interactive? Well, every story will have a key choice that you, the audience, get to decide. Think of it as a choose-your-own-adventure book, but done audibly. The first two episodes will be one story, just to get everyone familiar with how this works. Future stories might be a bit longer or shorter, depending. It's an adventure story about lost temples and lost love in a modern world. I'll be your narrator and voice of Chris for the story, with additional voices by Avine McElroy and Daniel Duffy, and the best actor of all my dog. Remember to follow us on Instagram at your.storyofficial to take part in the votes and keep up to date with the latest episodes. Anyway, that's enough introductions. Let's begin. Chris Abrams and the Sahara Temple, Episode 1. The relic weighed more than Chris imagined it would, its golden finish glistening in the warm torchlight. Chris could have sat and stared at it for hours, and he would have, had it not been for the pack of ravenous temple skeletons standing between him and the exit, their bony feet clattering against the floor, their old rusted swords smashing against their wooden shields. As he ran towards the exit, Chris couldn't help but think about how easy this all was. Come to think of it, he couldn't really remember how he got into this situation in the first place. It was too good to be true, but it didn't matter. He needed to get to the exit. He ran through the maze-like halls of the old temple, retracing his steps carefully. He knew he had to get out of there, with the relic. He wasn't quite sure what it even was, but if it was in one of these temples, he knew he had to get it out. He barreled down the corridors until he could see the sunlight ahead. When he got to the exit, he was met with a glowing white impassable wall. No, 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 this shouldn't be here. As the skeletons approached rapidly, Chris knew he was trapped. He pounded desperately on the wall, but knew it wouldn't work. He accepted his fate. When suddenly, a familiar hand reached through the wall. The wall of light was blinding, but he didn't need to see her face to know it was happening. As he broke through the wall, through to the other side, he didn't know what to say. Here she was, saving him again. Then his alarm clock rang. Chris jolted awake, the usual feeling of disappointment washing over him, as a rain battered down on his old tin roof. One day, maybe one day, Chris mumbled to himself as he got ready for yet another day of work. Putting on his uniform, he made his way downstairs, avoiding the leaks dripping through the roof of his ramshackle house, passing the climbing accolades and trophies. He'd won those all those years ago, in another life almost. He walked down the creaking stairs, looking at himself in the mirror, his dishevelled appearance staring back at him. In the silence, Chris remembered all the days when this house was full of joy and laughter from him and Abby. He wouldn't trade the time he had with her for anything in the world, even if he did still wonder what went wrong. Chris couldn't help but wish he could have stayed in that dream with her just a minute longer. Why I had to choose literally the worst adventure park in the country to work for is beyond me, Chris said to his dog Rex. The old dog always met Chris with excitement every morning, but today he seemed a little more excited than usual. While Chris was making his usual cup of tea, he found himself thinking of the dream, and of Abby. It'd been a year since she left in the middle of the night. She didn't even take a bag, just leaving a note saying, I can't do this anymore. 
As he moved out of the door and began to walk the short distance to work, he noticed all the cars and pedestrians were stopped in place on the road and the footpath, with all the passengers glued to their phones, some faces brimming with anxious excitement. Having not realised his own phone was still off from the night before, Chris turned it on and was met with a cacophony of notifications and buzzing, all with the same message. Another tomb has been found. Chris, his heart racing, immediately opened up the Templarators app. It had been five years since the last discovery and he sure wasn't going to miss this. Work could wait. As the stream buffered, Chris thought back to the first discovery, all those years ago when the first tomb of the Ancient Ones had been discovered in Peru. As the screen finally finished buffering, Chris felt a similar sense of awe and wonder he had felt as each one of the past six temples had been found over the years. Even through his screen, Chris could see the glistening white stones that made the towering behemoth of the temple. This one had been found buried in a long-lost cave system beneath the Sahara Desert, and yet the temple was in immaculate condition. The etchings of a long-forgotten language emblazoned on the stones clear as day. Nothing lost to time. A whole industry had been made to decipher the glyphs, but for all the attention they got, it seemed like they weren't even scratching the surface. Then, of course, there was the large stone entrance, blocked by the usual wall of bright, blinding white energy all the temples shared in common. As Chris made his way into work, he first heard the old familiar carnival music loop that would persist for all of his 12-hour shift from around the corner. When he turned the corner, he found himself standing outside the old adventurous skate park. The park itself was more a monument to the owner's vanity and ego than anything else. No matter how many times Chris saw the cartoonish billboard of The Great Hercules, which depicted his so-called feats of brilliance, he couldn't help but wonder whether the old man ever looked like the ridiculous muscle-bound figure that billboards depicted, instead of his now portlier appearance. Still, Chris thought, Hercules had been good to Chris while his mum had been unwell, always accommodating him when he needed to leave, and kept him on after all those layoffs. As Chris sat down at the ticket booth, he was ready to start the solitary shift alone. The old man never bothered to hire much staff, not when most days they were lucky to have more than the odd lost tourist come in, before quickly leaving. Whether the old man kept the place open out of stubbornness or disillusion was beyond Chris. Sitting in the ticket booth, constantly refreshing the feeds of the Sahara Temple, Chris couldn't help but think of when the first temple was discovered all those years ago. The greatest discovery in the history of mankind, it had been called. People spent weeks trying to get through the veil, a wall that seemed to be made out of pure energy. That is, until some kid came out of the blue and passed through it like it wasn't even there. Of course, he was the first of the so-called locksmiths, destined to open the doors of the temples and be catapulted to a world of fame and stardom. Well, those that survived anyway. Chris didn't envy the locksmiths, though they were only half the puzzle. It's one thing opening the door, but making it to the end, to whatever valuable secret was held inside, was another. And needed a guide, a companion, to help get through the treacherous tunnels and perilous puzzles of the temple. Chris knew he would never be a locksmith. He never had any of the prophetic visions they spoke of, and if he was honest with himself, the cult-like reverence they experienced was more than a little off-putting. But to be a guide and escape this job and make a new life for himself? That he wouldn't mind so much. Towards the end of his shift, Chris was nearly falling asleep in the cramped ticket booth when suddenly the old work phone began to ring. Chris clambered to the phone. Hello, Mr. Hercule. Chris stammered, 
He was abruptly cut off. This isn't my dad, you idiot. It's Joshua. Now get up to the office before I sack you. Christ, Chris thought. Why does he want to see me? As Chris walked through the park, he looked at the vacant rides and pseudo-tombs, all themed after the individual temples of the ancients that had been discovered. Passing through the portion of the park, themed after the Temple of the Deep, under the rusted underbellies of the Leviathan-esque waterslides, it made sense why Hercules wanted his office to be in this area of the park. After all, its discovery was his claim to fame, but it didn't stop Chris disliking the fact that any time he had to go see his boss, there was a good chance he would arrive soaked with a twisting slide's runoff water. Chris walked to the door and knocked. Yes, yes, just get in here. Joshua's voice screeched from the other side of the wooden door. Walking in, Chris looked around the room. What was once a meticulously cleaned office now lay littered with dirt and grime covering it. The newspaper clippings that once hardly hung on the walls were lying astray all across the ground. The burgundy carpeting underneath covered in stains. The plethora of wine bottles the obvious culprit. At the end of the room, behind a mahogany desk, sat Joshua, his suit dishevelled, his hand clutching another bottle of wine. Oh my god, finally, you're here. Did you get lost? You know there's maps all around the place, with pretty pictures, if you can't make out the big words. Joshua's barbing comments weren't new to Chris. He knew it was better to ignore them and give him a reaction. Why'd you call me up? Well, you ungrateful waste of space. I called you up here because I have a very generous offer. Well, my dad does. If it was up to me, you'd have been out of the job years ago. I'm sure the offer's very generous. What is it? Unless you've been living under a rock, you've heard they found another one of those temples. Well, as it so happens, a locksmith was found in the employ of one of my factories. And because of my excellent foresight, the contract he signed means he has to bring me and my father to the temple and use that blue hand of his to let us in. Now, my dad, for some god-awful reason, wants you to come be our bag boy, looking after our camp while we head up to the temple personally. I don't care, but he has a soft spot for you. He's always liked lost causes. Chris was dumbfounded. He couldn't believe he had been offered this. It was the opportunity of a lifetime. His heart was racing with excitement, thinking of the adventure that lay ahead. These thoughts quickly turned from excitement to anxiety and doubt. Thoughts of, you don't deserve this. They pity you. What about your responsibilities? Swirled around Chris's head. Paralyzed by doubt, Chris stammered, I, I'll need to think about it. I, I can't just leave my house and my dog and... My God, man, I'm giving you the opportunity of a lifetime. And you think of your dog? Just get that woman of yours to look after it. Abby left me. Ah, so the girl finally had some sense. Never understood why she was with you. Chris was half tempted to reach across the table and pummel Joshua, but ultimately he knew he was right. Abby walked out in the middle of the night, and for good reason, so he bit his tongue. Fine, fine. You don't need to say now. We leave in the morning, a car will pick you up from that wreck you call a home at 7am. Get in or not, I don't care. Just close up and go home. Let me drink in peace. Chris left the office, the metal steps rattling as he raced down. He hurried to the old ticket stall, slamming the shutters down. As he walked home, he couldn't help but think about all the opportunities this could open for him. Maybe this was it. Maybe this was his chance. As he walked the streets, 
The fireworks that usually accompanied the tomb's discovery illuminated the night sky. Chris couldn't help but feel overcome with joy. As he turned the corner to his house, his joy turned to shock. Standing outside his house stood Abby, a blue glow surrounding her hand. Must be the fireworks, Chris thought. Except Chris could see the glowing runes floating on her skin. The same that were on the temple. Abby, you're... Yes, I'm a locksmith. I'll explain more later, but I need your help. You want me to help you in the temple? No, I need your help to make sure nobody opens what's at the end of it. As Chris stood there motionless in shock, he knew he had a choice. Get in the car and head to the temple with Joshua and Hercules. Or help his ex-wife to close it forever, for reasons he had yet to know. Regardless of the choice he made, it was clear his life would never be the same. Well, there you have it, the first episode of Your Story, ending with the first choice of the season. Will Chris help Abby destroy his only chance to become an explorer, for a reason he still doesn't know? Or will he go with Joshua and maybe get a chance to enter the temple? I have my own opinions, but the choice is yours. Remember to follow us at your.storyofficial on Instagram to take part in the polls and keep up to date with the latest episodes. I've been your host, Ram Murphy. Very special thanks to our guest actors for lending their voices to the characters. And most importantly, thank you very much for listening.